1: Welcome to Open Mind UFO Radio. I'm your host Alejandro Rojas and I am with Martin Spaced Out Willis. Spaced out. Yes, I'm guilty. Because we're gonna be talking about space. Not that you're necessarily uh, oh. spacey. Well in the non space uh, sense of the term.
2: It's debatable. Yeah. But well, yeah. Not that I've yeah. experienced at least. Well, hmm. uh, it's a good thing uh, we don't work together every day. <laughs> I've been really spacey today. That's for sure. Well,
1: so. uh, it's the holiday season and stuff gets crazy. There's so much to be done. Um, but and in fact, actually, this show is going to be holiday based. So I'll tell people right off the bat, we won't be getting into. It except Martin and I are going to talk about the news in a minute, and then I'm my guest is actually Karen. We're going to be talking about oh. kind of. UFO and alien gifts, some of the cool stuff we have in the store. But we're also going to talk about recent experiences at uh, Alien Con and uh, some other events that we've done. In fact, just this last weekend on Saturday for Phoenix Move On, they had in uh, George Knapp, and there was a special guest appearance by
2: Jeremy Corbell. I saw the posting on Facebook. Yeah. And I was thinking, was this happening now or is this some, I thought it was, you know, at first I was kind of kind of confused. I didn't realize it was actually going on at the time. So, Yeah, wow.
1: so that was last Saturday. So, yeah, so we'll get her impressions on some of the stuff that's been going on and then we'll also talk about some of the cool stuff we have in the store. Some of it, especially if you've, seen my ufo live on thursday evenings you've seen some of this stuff just because uh, i've highlighted some but also you know like our our hovering ufo lamp i have in the background i think i even showed it on on your show oh yeah mm-hmm. so that thing is a hit in fact we we can't i bet keep them they sell out as soon as we get them so um in fact we we might be out of our christmas um uh, batch of those uh, the next ones we get might not be till after Christmas and they've gone so quickly
2: wow yeah, yeah that's really that is a really a, a cool looking thing it looks like you know it's defying gravity and all that so yeah um, I'd like to know actually how that baby works yeah yeah. so you'd have to ask the aliens you'd have to ask so.
1: Bob Lazar <laughs> that's of- right Pablo's are, yeah. and, and I yeah. should explain who all these people are. Um, and there's this for new people, and there are a lot of new people. Some of the older people, and and I don't know. I think you do this on your show. You know, I ex- try to always explain who these names are that I throw out there and these incidents and stuff, because people who are really into this topic know that. But there are more and more people becoming interested in uh this, in and UFOs and and the mystery. And they don't know who all these people are. And even those who, who do, you know, I, I think it's always good to get a refresher. At, at least I always appreciate it because it, then you are uh, sometimes you learn little tidbits about each person. But Jeremy Corbell is a filmmaker who has uh, made a couple of popular films lately. One on Bob Lazar and one on the Skinwalker Ranch. Both of these, and I'll explain further, were made famous by George Knapp, the K-L-A-S, uh. Uh, a investigative reporter who's won many, many awards. And in fact, he's very humble about the awards he's won. And we were teasing him a bit the other day because Jeremy had uh, taken this picture of him next to his shelf of awards. It almost seems like it's in the closet hidden away. Uh, but uh, so that picture is he's made a big deal about it because it's like the only picture you'll find of George with his awards. So. Uh, The two stories that Jeremy wrote about that have been big is this paranormal ranch in Utah, where at least this ranch where allegedly paranormal things happen, where the scientific investigation took place. Turned out recently it was funded by the government. And then uh, Bob Lazar, uh, George Annette, made famous in the early, late 80s, early 90s, because he, this Bob Lazar guy claimed he worked at Area 51 back engineering. UFOs. And for those who like to be sticklers to the very minutiae, it was actually a lab called S4 that was just south of Area 51. He would allegedly be flown in and then be driven down to S4. So those are are who all these people are. Now, have you seen this new documentary on Lazar yet?
2: I am in the middle of watching it. I watched part of it the other night, and I'm going to continue it. But I did, uh, I did, you know, Order it on iTunes, and I have it on my right up on my computer.
1: Okay. Do you have any first impressions, or do you want to wait until you've seen the whole thing to talk about it?
2: I think I want to. I think I want to wait until okay. I see the whole thing. I did see, notice that it was showing, you know, clips early on, and uh, you know, I'm at the part basically where uh, George Knapp is all, um, you know, without gray hair, and talking about, you know, Bob Lazar introducing him. I saw I, I like the part where the, when he was uh, anonymous, what was his uh, name at that time? I can't Dennis. Well, Dennis. That's right. Um, and that's a pretty cool clip. I had never seen that before when he sits in a front of a car and, um, you know, is, is doing an interview that way. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm excited to watch the whole thing. It's just a, it, I started it real late um, the other night and I want to I want to be pretty much awake when I'm uh, uh, watching it. Mm-hmm. And so I can really uh, give some good feedback.
1: Yeah, in fact, uh, this is a you know Jeremy dropped this bomb, but I uh, on my show when I interviewed him last, but I want to uh, reiterate it because we were able to at least I was able to confirm it firsthand with George Knapp. So like like you said, Lazar was anonymous when he did his first interview. He went by the name Dennis. Uh, which of course wasn't his real name. His real name is Bob, but they blacked him out. they uh, Bob, in fact, George Knapp had helped coordinate this interview, but he did not uh, he wasn't there when the interview took place. in the in the film, you could see that first interview where uh, Bob Lazar is blacked out and going by the name Dennis, he's in a truck, like a remote um, news truck. And uh, George Knapp apparently was back in the studio when this was happening because he was an anchor and he was about to go on the air. So George wasn't even there for that first one. Mm. And then Mm -hmm. as we learn in the film, George, of course, his curiosity was piqued and he did uh, a few months of, of research about Lazar. And then he did a second interview and Lazar eventually, he that on the second interview, he used his name, but there was another interview that was done. And um, well, when that second interview was cut, I guess uh, this is how Jeremy put it, that George told Lazar, if you ever want to stop doing this, let me know. If you don't want to go on the air and share your name, I understand, so, so let me know. Well, he said, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I guess he kind of went back and forth for a while. And then finally he said he would do it. So they sat down and they filmed this this video. And I guess that George got the tape and he's headed to the studio. They're going to play it in just a few minutes. And Lazar said, no, you can't do it. And and George said, it's too late. We've already got it scheduled. I've got to go right now and deliver this tape. Lazar grabbed the tape. And I guess they wrestled on the ground over the tape. Knapp <laughs> oh. got it loose and went and played <laughs> the interview. Is that right? Wow. And, yeah, and George, you know, uh, he was kind of nodding and, and shy about it. But, uh, yeah, so that really happened. And, and he did explain how, you know, um,
2: he was just ready to go. He had to go to deliver the tape. Well, I'm sure there was that there must have been some type of contract signed um where you know he wasn't supposed to back out of it and um uh, well, not for know.
1: news actually for news, you don't often have contracts mm. because mm. you know witnesses are not supposed to you don't want to pay them or entice right. them for the credibility aspect you know you want a witness to come forward on of their own volition um for the credibility. Well, what is that?
2: What is the thing they normally sign when you you know when someone like goes on TV or yeah for radio? What, yeah. What's that called?
1: I yeah. forget right now, but it's some yeah. kind of disclosure
2: to to allow them to yeah. use your your likeness or that's something. right. Yeah. yeah. So imagine they had at least that part of it, but so what a story wrestled yeah. them to the ground.
1: Although <laughs> at least in the in the states, it's pretty much if you, if you're like if you're on my property, I could film you. If you're uh, on private property, I can film you. Uh, There is something around the law of, you know, you have um, like rights over how, over your reputation or something like that, but it's, it's difficult to really sue for that. So um, people get those sign offs just in case, but uh, I guess it's really hard like in especially a situation like that where he went to film, they filmed him. It would be really hard for him to sue if they had filmed him and he said, I didn't want them to. But luckily they didn't I think, it's, didn't a, I think
2: it's a release form. I think that's what it's a called. A release Something.
1: form. There you go. So, yeah, yeah the laws are kind of, uh, uh, so, you know, that's why paparazzi, you know, are able to get videos legally all the time of people mm. walking around and
2: stuff. Yeah, they're really bugging me. It's really hard getting away yeah, from them. Yeah, it must yeah. be hard
1: for you. Well, you're so it's damn terrible. famous.
2: I know, and you know that's why I live in Maine trying to get away from them. Mm, but uh okay. yeah, I see them in polar bear costumes everything, you know, around the house. Really? So yeah, yeah, it's tough.
1: Tough yeah. life you lead there, yeah. buddy. Really is. <laughs> now, uh now one of the reasons we exploit your fame is to have you come to do uh UFO news for us
2: not interested. I'm too famous. Oh, come okay, on. I'll do it today. I'll do it today. All right, yeah. thank you. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I guess that's my call. I I would actually like to talk about the Insight uh Lander, the Mars Insight Lander. Oh, okay. Um I I just love um the fact that we have uh you know, we're exploring in different ways. And this uh by the way, Insight um I didn't really realize this till I started reading reading about it, but it stands for um, interior exploration using seismic investigations, geodesy, and heat transport. That's kind of uh, that's that's basically what it stands for. So it landed back on uh, november twenty six. I believe we may or may not have talked about it previously. Um, so it landed back in November, and um, it's always really exciting because it was a it was a non-controlled landing. It was you know, it was a self landing, and it's very tricky. And so for seven minutes, they didn't really know, you know, if it was going to make it or not. And by the way, this had a couple of CubeSats along with it, too, that were released, um, and which is also interesting. They took some pictures mm-hmm. and things. And so, um, and then the orbiter was actually watching its descend, which I think this is all exciting. We have all this equipment up there. So basically, um, what the Mars um, InSight lander is doing, it's, it's going to find out basically what's— you know, they call it like the Martian heartbeat. And, you know, what is inside, what's going on inside and what what um, the basis is of creating a, a rocky planet like Mars is and we are and, and a few others in our solar system. So this thing has landed on the surface. It's stationary. It's not going to move anywhere. And it has a, a seismic, um, uh, what are they called, the... Um, there's two different things. There's going to be a 16-foot or 5-meter probe that's going to go down and basically measure um, the heat. And then it's going to measure, um, you know, things like uh, quakes and uh, and alike, you know, things that go on down inside with these two different instruments that they have. And uh, they call them Mars quakes instead of earthquakes. and And basically try to understand... The interior of the planet, and recently um, they have uh, uh, actually audio that came back. You can basically hear the winds for the first time. I think that's really exciting to be able to actually hear a noise from another planet. <laughs> I know we got plenty of you know video and um, you know images from Mars, but this is the first time that we've heard any um, any noises from Mars, and it has to do with uh, two different sensors. Um, and anyone can find that. it's uh, If you go to the Internet, you can find and listen to it. And They basically have to knock it up two octaves because as it stands, the the pitch is so low that, uh, you know, if you have a, a subwoofer and you have a, a set of headphones or a set, set of headphones, you can basically hear it. But they bump it up a couple of octaves and you can actually hear it. So anyway, um some may not think that's too exciting, but I actually do think it's pretty exciting to to hear um something from another planet and uh and we'll be getting a lot of information, you know, uh back for, you know, up to at least a year I believe it is on what's going on inside of Mars. So, all that's exciting to me. Yeah,
1: I think it's exciting too. I of course I love all this space stuff. Um and everything that we're up to. And you know, um, one of the things that I felt was interesting from Insight, and I didn't realize this, I, I retweeted someone else's tweet on this, uh, I think it was from NASA, but something along the lines of that, the video, it was able to get a video of a Martian sunset, and it's the first time we've ever been gotten one of those. Wow, um, I haven't so, seen that. So it was a milestone in that it was the first time. Oh, I read about that. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. the first time we got to view a Russian or a, a Martian <laughs> uh, sunset.
2: Yeah, wow. And the atmosphere, you know, I mean, there is some type of atmosphere. Uh, I'm sure there are pictures. I have not seen that in particular. I did read something about it, but uh, that that's interesting. Oh, the, didn't the sky turn blue? Did I, I read that? Mm-mm. I think it, it showed like a blue, a blue look to it. Hmm. You I haven't know, been following can it, it close me. enough. Hmm. Uh, i can it out. Certainly. Yeah. They can certainly correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that it, the, uh, atmosphere showed a blue tint during the sunset. Really? Yeah. Ooh, like, interesting. Hmm. I could, and I'll find out.
1: Yeah, it is really exciting. Uh, all the stuff that we're up to in space and what we might be doing. I mean, Virgin Galactic, maybe they're supposed to do their first human test flight where they're going to have someone go into space. Well, not first. They've, they've done it before, but, uh, since there, there was a crash a couple of years ago and they, they kind of Mm -hmm. put the halts and kind of had to start over again in a bit of, of a way. So they're hoping, you know, early next year to start, allowing people to go into space where you're just up there for a few seconds um, and these tickets cost around $250,000, but they've mm. already sold hundreds of them. Uh, many of these tickets were sold to celebrities so mm-hmm. uh, who have been waiting for many, many years for their trip, which uh, keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed. So those may happen next year. In the wow. next, you know, six or seven years even, uh, very soon here Musk wants to take people to Mars. Uh will he get it? I don't know. He's testing his large rocket very soon, uh, which is the one that'll take people there that he renamed the uh like the Starship, I think he called it. Uh so he like hmm. yeah, he renamed it from the BFR Big Falcon rocket to like starship, um, which is kinda of funny.
2: Enterprise? Yeah. Probably because
1: um, he's he's looking to be there. I mean, he was racing with Boeing, who had their uh, SLS, their, uh, which I forget the acronym for that, but Space Launch System, that's what it was called. Theirs was more boring. But uh, they are are looking like, because they're so behind, SpaceX, like, they might not even build the SLS. They might cancel the whole project, mm. making SpaceX the top dog for taking humans to to space, they're going to be testing um, and doing that really soon here. And uh, then, you know, they want to take people to Mars and they also are going to take this Japanese guy supposedly on right. orbit around the moon. And mm-hmm. so they're beginning kind of their space exploration thing for civilians. Um, and there are a lot of other pro- programs. Of course, some of you may remember, I wrote an article for Den of geek on this, but, yeah, I mean, there's so much going on, really interesting stuff.
2: Yeah, can you imagine the release you have to sign for going to Mars? Yeah, no kidding. Wow. And that's that's a one-way trip uh, so far. I mean, that's, that's what they're, it, they're looking It likely would
1: not be. For uh, the Mars One program, it was going to be, and that was a program where right. these that's guys what I mean. were going to make a— yeah. uh, reality television show out of the whole thing and that's how they were going to pay for it but uh you know some people took them seriously but it turned out to be just kind of not serious so that program's not going to happen but these programs that are happening are we don't know a lot about the details of the manned programs that uh musk will have but at least the very first ones that'll happen will probably be humans orbiting Mars and then coming back. And Mm. uh, the ones that go up there, it will be in the hopes of developing colonies where people will hopefully have the opportunity to come back. However, there's a lot to think about when it comes to all of this. The longer you're out there, the more difficult it is for your body to recover to Earth's gravity. And Mm. uh, this is interesting, and I think I can talk about it now. Uh, well I know I can because uh, the show started but that Mars television program oh yeah uh, the second season has started and of course this is I was on the set there like over a year ago when they were filming and one of the things that we couldn't reveal was this uh one of the characters is pregnant and what's interesting is she can't decide whether or not to have the child because I guess this is real this is true if you have somebody if you have a, a child born uh, under you know less gravity like this child would be they wouldn't be able to live uh in an environment with heavier gravity so that child would not be able to leave mars wow they call them light
2: lightweights right (laughs) that Uh maybe i don't know that That they have a name for it but i'm sure they
1: will but it's you know no doubt I mean, this is something we're going to have to think about. If we make a Martian colony, are we going to have to make it illegal to procreate on Mars? Or, uh, you know, that's, that's what's great about this Mars television show, because it goes over things that we really need to think hard about uh, if we're going to be doing these things in the near future.
2: Well, for one thing, it seems to me, I may be wrong on this, but it seems like underground would be the only safe way to live there unless... There's some way we can, you know, it can be terraformed.
1: Uh, underground is the best. Uh, they they talk about terraforming in the Mars program. That's what uh, the science group is trying to do is terraform Mars. However, that's much more difficult, I think, than some people believe. And then there's a, a host of ethical issues that would need mm. to be considered before we attempted to do something like that. And I really can't see us saying, well, you know, unless we can. Prove beyond a, a shadow of a doubt that the whole entire planet is is sterile and there is no life there. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would want to take that risk and um, affect the environment like that. So, uh, especially with so many unknowns, so it's possible, you know. So underground, you're right. Is one or in very heavily sheltered, uh, you know, habitats. Uh, so we'll see what they do. But you're right. Uh, most likely, the m- most practical would be finding some sort of underground type of structure or digging one out and then putting some earth on top of your habitats.
2: Doesn't sound like a real pleasant uh, experience a overall. Lot I mean of freaking
1: work, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> I mean, you'd definitely be making, of course, major history. I think that's some of the you know drive for us to go there. Anyone mm. that actually sets foot. Yeah. You know, a Neil Armstrong times 10, basically.
1: Well, and at some point there will be a baby born on Mars, the first true Martian who will have to stay there their whole entire life. And Wow. Know, will they be green, do you think? Time may be coming sooner than rather than later.
2: Yeah. I don't yeah, no, that's, uh, know.
1: that's No, that skin pigment will be affected.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. I was just a thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I'm wondering if, um, I know we only have like a minute left, but I'm wondering if there's any way to condition a, a child born on, like to say if they, you know, there wanted may to be, come back.
1: Well, probably not though, because I mean, the way that the, the body would develop would be different. I mean, you think
2: they'll look like a blob or something. I don't An know. Amoeba? And maybe it yeah. wouldn't
1: be possible. Maybe it wouldn't survive. Mm, I wow. mean, that's uh, probably a strong possibility.
2: Yeah, what is the—do you know what the—I think it's like 60, or what What percentage is, uh, you know, Mars to Earth as far as gravity? Do you know?
1: Oh, I can't say for sure. I'd have to look that yeah. up. I think it's like a third.
2: Hmm. Yeah, so that would really make a big difference for sure. Yes. I would think.
1: I think so, uh, too. All it's, interesting. it's a pretty decent um, difference. Mars, yeah, is only about 38% the gravity of Earth, so— A little more than a third.
2: Wow. Yeah. So I I bet it would definitely change. um, You know, there would be an evolution, you know, through uh, generations there for sure.
1: Yeah. For Mm. sure. Right. Well, we're out of time.
2: I saw that. Wow. All right. It went fast.
1: It did. It flew by talking about some interesting stuff. But thank you so much for joining us. As always, it's my pleasure. Martin of Podcast Willis, and we will uh, podcast UFO.
2: I like that, Podcast Willis.
1: And we'll be back with Karen after the break. Welcome back to Open Mind UFO Radio. This is your host, Alejandro Rojas, and I am here... With Karen Briard, the owner of the International UFO Congress. Ooh. Yeah, pretty impressive. <laughs> How you doing? Hi, everyone. So, uh, lots of cool stuff going on with the UFO Congress, because one of the things you've, you've done, which is different than the past, is that you've got this kind of focus on merchandise. So why have you done that, and uh, what, what's, your, what's going on in your head here?
0: Well, I was thinking, I don't have enough to do, so I need to make myself some more work. No. Actually, I just thought, you know, we sell things um, at the conference. We have a really big vendor room where um, you can come in and buy lots of different items. And so we sold T-shirts at ours and a few other items that I had um, gotten and made. We had about, oh, man, what did we have? Six or seven different styles of T-shirts that we had made. And uh, those sold really, really well. Um, and I just thought, why not do this all year round? People like this it, this merchandise. And uh, we already had an online business because we sell the DVDs from the conference. So uh, I thought, why not add more products? I mean, give people other things to buy when they get there. Because it was just, you know, all they had was a couple T-shirts and DVDs. And I thought, this needs to be spruced up a little. So mm-hmm. I went in search of...
1: Do you think that by selling uh, alien merchandise, a lot of it, which is fun and, you know, funny, uh, deteriorates the uh, seriousness of the, uh, you know, how we all feel about it at all? Um,
0: No, I don't think so. I don't think it's that we're making fun of it at all. Um, It's just another way to express an interest that we have, you know, people who are into space or baseball or sports or whatever. They wear things from their team and things with baseballs and stars and planets on it. So it's just a, a way to express your interest in their And they are fun. Um, we have tats and drawstring bags and socks and uh, little beanies and hoodies and toys, all sorts of fun stuff.
1: Yeah. So we'll get into... Uh, more details on on the different types of products and what people like, but uh, what's interesting uh, has been the difference between the types of products and the type the way really people interface with us and uh, the topic uh, depending on age group. So, for instance. The International UFO Congress has a mean age probably close to 80, <laughs> 85. No, not oh, really maybe, that high. Maybe
0: more like 75.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty high.
0: But I guess, you know, these people have been interested in UFOs back since the heydays, you know, the late 40s, 50s when it was, you know, maybe Roswell and all these sightings that they were having, um, the Arnold sighting. Uh, so these people have been interested in for a long time and... They just keep waiting and waiting for, um, more information and maybe for the, for us to figure out what it is and maybe, it, um, to disclose it if the government already does know, but, uh, yeah, these people are, are, are diehard, uh, supporters and they're there every year, but the, you know, they are getting a little older and, um, they still, they still buy some t-shirts to remember the conference by, but, uh.
1: They buy T-shirts and mm-hmm. they buy DVDs, uh, Oh, yeah, no doubt. a lot of DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um, but the younger people are different. We've seen more younger people at, like, Con, And then, you know, the other day we did this pop-up shop uh, at the request of Bluehost, who hosts our website. And there was a younger crowd there. And they bought different stuff. For example, the trucker hats were not popular at our conference. However, they've been super popular with everywhere there's kids.
0: Yeah. At AlienCon, we sold a lot. We have a couple different styles. We have one that's the two-tone black and white trucker hat that has our logo UFO Congress on it. Uh, but then we also have some black ones that have a glow-in-the-dark alien right there on the front. And uh, mm-hmm. we sold a lot of those at Roswell and AlienCon. That people really love those. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the older people don't quite get trucker hats. They like baseball style caps, you know, when they're cloth all the way around, but the foam mesh hat, they just don't get. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. but, but the kids love them.
0: Yeah, the kids love them and also when um like Alejandro was saying we got invited by our website to come and set up a pop-up store in their employee lounge. So um I guess there was only like 4 or 5 people that were asked um and so it was kind of interesting. We were like, uh, "How do we know? You know, why do they think they're going to like aliens? <laughs> are they going to think we're weird?" But we loaded up our cars and drove down there and set up our little table. And when the p- people started coming in, they came right over and started buying like crazy. They were buy. They really liked our uh, knitted beanies, which are um, like a knitted stocking cap. We have five different colors: red, white, black, red. And blue, and they have an alien right in the middle. Um, They love those. They bought a ton of those. They bought the socks that we have. We have some ankle socks with like 3D printed different aliens and doing different things. One's skateboarding, one's, uh, I think, giving the finger maybe.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And well, he's doing, he's skateboarding, and this guy is like one really good skateboarding Oh, yeah, he's alien. He's got his
0: cap backwards and he's yeah. got uh, sunglasses he's got on. Got his cap
1: <laughs> backwards, he's doing something I think the movie's doing is called an ollie. Oh, One really? hand is a peace sign and the other hand he's flipping people <laughs> off, so he's very ironic also.
0: Yes, but uh yeah, they like the 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 uh, little uh, ankle socks. Um we even sold a couple books, which I was surprised. So these kids were and uh, magazines and young people uh and, yeah, were not You know, they didn't come, they just went to work one day and uh, then um, came to see us and uh, they weren't, you know, alien people per se, UFO, you know, uh, UFO enthusiasts, but they really liked our stuff. Yeah. What else did they, did we have that they, even the two UFO tops that we had, there's really neat little UFO tops that are um, modeled after a sighting so that. The, it'll have a name like the Roswell. They'll have a little trading card that talks about the sighting, um, and then a picture of it.
1: This is what I found interesting uh, immediately when <laughs> with this group too, is that and and maybe because a lot of them are tech support. These cool lamps that we have with a hovering UFO. Oh yes, our at, piece that I thongs. At Alien Con, people will stare at them, and then they'll. Some of them will even look at us like. That's not alien. And I'm like, okay, how do you know? And they're like, well, I don't know. Is it a trick or something? And then people will speculate on how they hover.
0: Yeah, if you're not familiar with these, you need to go on our website, store.ufocongress.com, and check out the levitating UFO Bluetooth speaker and lamp. Yes, it's all those things. It's cool to look at, and and there's actually a little UFO that's hovering above this... A uh, silver stand. Then also it's a lamp, and then also it's a Bluetooth speaker, and it sounds really good.
1: Yeah, it sounds really cool. And but at the Bluehost thing, and like I say, maybe it's because their tech support—they all knew. They all looked at it and said, "Oh, it looks like it's magnets, right? It's in the electromagnetic field or something." And they, yet, everybody knew yeah. at Bluehost, even though the AlienCon people really couldn't get it but at alien con and i found something interesting too the uh, of course at alien con this is uh something that is advertised on the ancient alien show mm-hmm. the headline speakers are uh the people that are on ancient aliens um, but and when i was doing my lecture and and talking getting questions and talking with people or lectures i figured this out too there was a wide range of interests there were the people who like go to our conference who are researchers there were the people who are you know believe that you know aliens are here and maybe there's even aliens in the crowd but there were also very careful conservative people who just think it's an interesting idea that maybe aliens have visited us
0: yeah and um so I, i almost every person that i walked up to the table i would ask them um so, have you, is this the first time you've ever been to a UFO conference? And they said yes, and they looked a little slightly shy. embarrassed or sh- and shy, mm-hmm. you know. And and I said, you watch the you so you watch the show, and they like yeah. And then people start talking about how they t- they watch the show and they tape them and they love them, but they've never told anybody. They've never talked about the fact that they watch that show or um, you know at talk at work about it. So. This was like the first time that they'd been out and realized how many other people just like them, because there was a ton of people, both in Pasadena, AlienCon, and in Baltimore. Um, I mean, Pasadena, I think they said they had something like 25,000 people over those um, three days. Um, Baltimore might not have been quite as many, um, but still a lot of people, and they said uh, that, that they didn't even know that there were UFO conferences because we told them about ours and they were really excited and they were like, well, I want to come to this um, because they didn't know these things existed. And I was the same way. Before 2011, I had no idea there was such a thing as UFO conferences. And then it just happened to be, you know, right here in my own town. So that's how I got into it and started meeting people and met that guy over there.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me.
1: (laughs) So... Uh one of the things that I also find interesting, well, I guess sticking with young people, because that's a big topic. It's a hot topic. You know, people at the Congress are always like, how do we get young people? How do we get young people? And to me, I think that uh, what I've been able to observe by watching all of this is that they just interact differently. So like you have the idea of, you know, kind of having an alien expo where you have expanded vendor area for people to just kind of wander around and see the vendors Right, because I mean, a lot of kid
0: people, they
1: are interested in the subject and they want to see what
0: we have, but they're not necessarily ready to plop down, um, you know, a couple hundred dollars and watch all these lectures right in a row. Um, they just want to check it out, put their toe in the water, so to speak. So coming to the vendor room, being able to walk around and see all the different merchants, see all the different speakers and some of the books that they've written, they might pick up a book so they can you know, find out more about the subject. And we have places where you can take pictures with aliens. And we have a couple new additions to our uh, decorations. We have a couple more UFO saucers that... um, that we're going to have on display so we'll have a lot of great pictures to take
1: in yeah the vendor room. what she means by that if you were at the congress last year so we inherited at open minds these giant blow-up aliens i mean there's a couple mm. six eight to, to what seven footers and then there's about oh, mo- at least 12 feet 12 i don't know at least 10 well there's some <laughs> yeah there's a couple bigger ones and then A gigantic one. And when we got it, you know, uh, John Rayo, who owned Open Minds, didn't really feel like he wanted to blow it up. He thought it was a little too cheesy. But it's an attraction. It's something that people really like. And I remember it. I thought it was around 20 feet. And I was like, let's blow it up. I want to see this thing. So at the last conference, we blew it up. And it was so much bigger than I remember. I think it's 30 feet.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. It's huge. And And like 20 feet wide. Yeah, it's big and fat too. Yeah, wide too. So uh, we'll have him again (laughs) at the next one if we can find a place to put him.
1: Oh, we definitely will. We'll find a place because he's awesome. But then you also bought these giant UFOs.
0: Yeah, I just had to get, I saw these flying saucers. Then they have LED lights. um, So they blink on and off and they're about, I don't know, eight feet across and about, I don't know, four, four or five feet tall.
1: Four and I'm going to do this still. I'm going to build... They're
0: really a, neat. So I'm going to arrange them somehow yeah. so people can get pictures with these things.
1: And I'm going to build a replica uh, Phoenix light Ooh. UFO V-shape for the conference too and with information. Because, yeah, I think we'll have, we're will have we going to try to have a lot more for people to look at. Because yeah. here's what I learned with the kids too. I, I think that the kids would rather... The younger people, I call them kids, but when I say kids, because I'm an old guy, I'm talking about everybody up to like 30 years old, well, yeah. even mid 30s. But um, are <laughs> kids to me? But, but 36, uh, bam, that's the line. <laughs> yeah, 36, and you're old like me. But because uh, you're within 10 years, but they would rather have a a conversation, like than a lecture. A lecture to them, um, yeah. even though it's some information. They want to bounce some ideas and, and they, they like to learn, but they would rather have a, a conversation than, you know, sit in a lecture, which kind of makes sense, I guess.
0: And they like enjoy panels like they like Comic-Con because it's, you know, they have a lot of panels. They kind of like that. So we're incorporating a lot of panels in our conference also. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will, you know, attract. And, I'm you know, we're we're going to try some new things this year. Uh, maybe even have a um, vendor panels, sort of vendor, uh, places oh, yeah. where you can, um, the vendors can have a chance to talk about their um, items. So that would, and that's where people could go and listen to those for the price of the vendor room ticket, which is going to be very, very affordable, very low. So just, uh, you know, it'd be great way to people to spend the afternoon if they uh, just want to check out uh, who just goes to an alien conference. and. Um, uh, maybe that after that they'll be more interested in buy a couple books and come back again the next year and watch the lectures so mm-hmm. or you know, subscribe to the video portal where you can we have a video portal also where um you don't have to buy the DVDs you can just go to the video portal and uh, watch any of the videos that we've any of the lectures that of speakers that have been at any of the conferences from two thousand and eleven to two thousand and eighteen and um You can go on there and get uh, one week free, and uh, you can watch as many as you want, and it's kind of like a Netflix for UFO lectures. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But uh, yeah, that's the way a lot of younger people also like to get their UFO information.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think all of these things will get younger people. And then also, of course, having the conference in the heart of downtown Phoenix. Right. Much
0: easier to get to like even asu students will be able to get there on the light rail they can take the light rail right from campus and anywhere anyone can take the light rail from wherever you are right up to about a block and a half from the sheraton so it's walkable Mm -hmm. so if you don't have a car or you don't want to worry about parking you can just take the light rail
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think all of that stuff is going to help with the kids because they're really into it. I mean, when they, like you said, like at Bluehost or even AlienCon, luckily, because you've done a good job paying attention to what people want, people swarm to our table and we're busy all the time. I would say definitely at both locations, I would say at AlienCon, we might have been one of the busiest, if not the busiest table. Yeah, I mean, we, we were, were very, busy. very
0: busy. And so, you know, that's. Well, I made sure I uh, bought a lot of fun things that that young people like because I knew when from seeing uh, Alien Con in Pasadena how many people were there. I mean, we sold out of our stuff, so I wanted to make sure we had plenty of interesting items. So we had one of our new products that we had was uh, these drawstring bags, um, nylon, lightweight drawstring bags, and we had about 12 different designs for anywhere from aliens to uh, –
1: well, what we found out was oh, yeah. the second most popular thing that people like to see, uh, along with aliens and space, and probably you know something the kids really like, which was cats. No, cats was the oh, first. Oh, that thing. was the
0: first. Okay, yeah. Okay,
1: weed. Weed. The kids <laughs> like the weed. Things,
0: aliens, smoking weed. People love it,
1: or at least I don't know. Associated with weed somehow, the like, people love that.
0: So, one of the drawstring bags that I had uh, has a picture of an alien holding some weed in front of, like, some planets, and uh, it says, weed be out there. (laughs) So, it's a play on word like, we're here, weed be out there. So, people really like those. They... uh, Once that people found out where people were getting them, they were running over and saying, "I want, I need the weed bag. I need four or five of them." So we sold out of those pretty quickly.
1: And we had some socks that were pretty popular with an alien. Yeah, not only smoking weed, he's flipping people off.
0: Yes. So what did I say? Is it people like rude?
1: Stoned aliens. Yeah, rude stoned aliens. And you know what's funny, and I wanna say this again, because I know some people are out are are thinking this and some of people listening might even be super frustrated. How can they be making fun of all this? This is such a serious topic. But you know what? This is how people like to interface with this topic. The people who are enthusiastically buying these products are also very enthusiastic about the topic. Mm-hmm. And and they want to share it in this manner,
0: right? They want people to know, hey, this is what I believe in, and it, you know, get used to it because they're they're real and they're here. But uh, I mean, if you think about it, if we were going to another planet because we were so far advanced and we were um, landing on it, it would we wouldn't care. It's not. It's not like it's just a thing. Like oh, they're just there. It doesn't have to be something where it's rever- reverent mm-hmm. or religious or almost. You know, it's just like if they're really visiting us, then why not talk about it? Why not kind of, you know, novelty it? Because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of showing them maybe even too, like, we know you're there. Look, you know, look down here. We know you're there. Come come say hi.
1: And I feel like it's a stage of acceptance. Anything that people are really enthusiastic about, especially in America or capital, uh, you know, where where um, capital... Capitalism, the capital of capitalism, (laughs) the capital of capitalism. That's what I was trying to say. Um, You know, if something is uh, highly merchandised and popular, anything that's really popular is, you know, people want to buy stuff about or that's that's a signature of something that is. A big deal that to call uh, in our culture,
0: right? I mean, it's a trendy thing right now. My daughter doesn't isn't even into aliens, but when she she modeled a couple of shirts for the picture for the website um, that had a little alien on it, one was like a black and white striped uh, crop top, and she loves it. And she took it. She was like, "I'm taking this, mom." I'm like, "Okay, great. Tell your friends about it because uh, right. So now, right now, and the people at Bluehost, I don't think most of them who bought one of those beanies with the little with the alien on it. Or even in aliens they just thought it was cool, yeah to
1: have a little you know black beanie with an alien on your forehead well, and that's another thing, even though they're not into it like it's not a thing they think about a lot it's it's kind of like with younger people like this acceptance right like, yeah, I'm sure aliens are here right to, they're not you know. making fun of it, yeah at all, so yeah, it's not a making fun of it it's kind of a celebrating the whole idea and it, it it's interesting because you know Roswell is like that and a lot of people get frustrated, but I've grown past getting, feeling any sort of frustration and, and identifying that this is actually a good thing. It means that our culture is adopting this idea.
0: I mean, if they knew that they were, you know, they were coming, they would probably be like, Hey, can we get their text number? We want to WhatsApp them. You know, they'd be talking to them right away. Hey dudes, what's
1: up? I want to follow you on Snapchat (laughs) alien, dude, you're hilarious.
0: So they're ready. They'll be, they're totally fine. They're not scared of it.
1: Yeah. And there's been a lack of of this whole, I think, merchandising, even in conferences. Like, for example, the International UFO Congress. We had a, um, of course, at Roswell, the Roswell Festival, every store has the same alien merchandise, you know. And it's all over the place. But at our conference, we had one lady who used to have a store. that would sell this sort of stuff. And she was the busiest store. She would sell out of everything. Um, Obviously, that's what people wanted, but she wasn't able to do it anymore. And so we've had this gap where we haven't had anybody doing this for a long time. Um, And like you, even with the Congress, with my involvement and you getting more involved uh, with me, you've had this idea of, hey, this is something that that needs to be...
0: Yeah, from the first time I went to the uh, conference, I thought... Maybe I'll be a vendor because I thought there's so many cool items that that no one's selling um, from, you know, clothing and hats and apparel and just all sorts of even jewelry. You know, they do have a lot of jewelry, but some jewelry that I hadn't seen that is you know, more alien. People have jewelry and pretty stuff, but not necessarily UFO related. Right. But um, so I thought I had I knew there was a lot of room for for that. And I actually started collecting websites and products, making notes and stuff for a really long time. So then with this weird, you know, synchronicity that um, I actually had the chance to buy the conference. Well, then I had my chance to buy alien stuff, which is one of my favorite things to do is online shopping. So now I get to shop for stuff for you guys.
1: Yep. And we'll get more into some of the products, uh, specifically like what different groups of people like. So for example, women, uh, guys, and then some of the other like weird stuff that Karen has bought that I thought was it's kind not of ridiculous. Weird. Yeah, that people would be, like, not wanting, that we would be wasting our time with, which has not been true at all. Um, That's
0: right. I'm always right, honey, honey.
1: You are often right. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and you know. He and- hates that. So we'll, we'll talk about these products that uh, I was completely wrong on and <laughs> have been very popular you, and the other products that we have, uh, especially with the holidays coming up, but also to make you all aware that at least now you have an outlet for this kind of stuff where we didn't have that before. So we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with Karen Barad. <music> Back to Open Mind UFO Radio. I'm your host Alejandro Rojas, and I am with Karen Brard. Hello, I'm the, back. The uh, owner of the International UFO Congress, and you actually did a UFO lecture in Montana. Yeah, so I'm, not long I'm a ago. speaker, mm-hmm.
0: a speaker of one
1: lecture. Yep. Everybody <laughs> has to start somewhere. That's right. But with this, these products. So let's get into the products. But oh, I just really something that what? you forgot to add. What else am I? You are an alien? No. I'm your boss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he hates that. Funny. Ha No, but I also wanted to add I thought this might be a good time to add that if you live in Arizona Alejandro and I are actually real estate agents also. Oh, yeah. So if you need to sell your house or you in the market for a new house, let us know. And our, my contact information is karenlbrard at gmail.com. Okay. Just get that out of the way.
1: Oh, well, thank you.
0: No, but we're, we've helped actually quite a few people that are interested in the UFO subject.
1: A couple of people from MUFON. Yeah, we've had some Phoenix yeah, MUFON three people different- that we've helped. So I want to get into the products, but I want to talk specifically kind of like about, you know, what's interesting, which is... There are different groups of people that like different stuff. In particular, one of the things that you've done is you've bought clothing uh, and items for women. And it's kind of funny because I've—another thing where I felt really dumb because it's like, uh, you know, you as a guy, we don't know. So we think, oh, they're going to like T-shirts uh, and hoodies just like everybody else. But there are other things. Like, they don't—not all women like regular T-shirts, Right. Well,
0: yes, and uh this year we decided I wanted to make you know women's specific shirts because they're a lot cuter on a lot of people, like like myself, I don't wear usual normal men's t-shirts because they just don't look good on me. so but a women's shirt with the V neck and the cap sleeves those it's much more flattering, and most women would prefer that if they have the choice. Um, men's shoes are just kind of loose and baggy and floppy, so we like a little bit more fitted
1: and then these racer back tank tops like that is something like explain maybe like what that is i guess would w- women i guess know what it is
0: yeah the racer back is, is instead of a tank top that has uh two separate uh sleeves or uh whatever those things are called that go over your shoulders it meets together in the back and makes a tee so that's what a racer back tee is and uh a lot of women wear them over their sports bras to work out or yoga and uh so and they're just popular to wear all the time. Actually, Mo- um, almost everybody likes that style. So and everybody wear, you know, it's very popular to wear sporty clothes these days. Like, just people just wear their yoga clothes all the time. So um, a lot of people bought those. We sold out of those, in fact, in um, between Alien and Roswell, they they
1: went. Yeah, people, the women really like those.
0: But they and- also the what what we we didn't really have much of is color because we mm. always had black and gray shirts. So. Um, maybe a blue here and there. But for the women's shirts, we had red and blue and pink. Pink was, I think, the best seller. Um, and purple even. And we have some men's shirts in purple, too. And that's a real popular color.
1: And pink hoodies.
0: Pink hoodies. We have gray hoodies, black hoodies. But, yeah, my favorite's the pink.
1: hmm Yeah, so the women, like the, the, the V-neck shirts of multiple colors. I was saying this before, that guys, like... We will pick from what's there. Like if there's some different colors, we'll be like, ooh, that's neat. That's neat. Um, but women are more particular. Like they'll come to the table and they'll say, do you have it in this color? Do you have it in that color? Like they know what colors they like.
0: Oh, yeah. We, we know what color looks best on us and the styles we like. So we're ahead of the game.
1: Hmm. So uh, and then pink, of course, women like pink. So pink hoodies have been yeah, popular with I women.
0: I not sure, but. Yeah, it it went, It went. was very popular.
1: Which is funny because, at least with the women's clothing, and I never realized this before, we often have a lot of women coming to the table and they're like, you're the only ones who have women's styles. Nobody's got women's styles. They just have regular t-shirts.
0: Yeah, and hopefully they hadn't bought anything yet because otherwise they're sad when they get there and they go, oh, I already bought a couple of t-shirts. If I would have known you guys had these, I would have bought these. So now you know if you're ever at a conference, try to find us first because we have a lot of things and we might have something that no one else has. So, Yeah. Especially if you're a girl, if you want something cute and girly, come to our table. And because one of the things that I'm looking into that I just found out, my screen printer has glitter paint. So I think the next shirt is mm. probably going to be kind of sparkly.
1: Cool yeah. sparkles. I know you like your sparkles and oh, bling yeah. bling, honey.
0: Yeah, but our hoodies, what they have on them is they have an alien on the front, left chest, and then on the back, they have a big alien with our logo underneath. And they're really cool.
1: And the coolest aliens, because I knew there were people, if people, if there were women and they liked our women's styles and our pink then they would be back if they're like, well, because a lot of times when people go to a vendor room, they want to look at everything before they buy their buy stuff, which is smart. And I knew they would be back. And sure enough, they would because no one else has women's styles or yep. pink. Mm-hmm. And then with guys or most people, if they like the our alien, I knew at every place we go, we've got the coolest alien.
0: Like, we do. We have a great uh, graphic artist who does a lot of our designs, so... We lucked out with him. He always comes up with something neat and different, and um, you know everybody loves our t- our t-shirts every year.
1: Yeah, he's the guy who did the art on the Open Minds magazine. In fact, most mm-hmm. of it. He, he at times he had a staff, uh, but he was the lead guy with all the, with most of our logos and everything. And that's why we've always had the coolest stuff because he is so awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, and I just want to add: not we have the thick, fuzzy um gildan heavy blend hoodies we have black gray and pink zip up and we also have in gray we have the pullover also if you prefer that and then we also have uh two new lightweight hoodies where it's um they're zip up um, but they're a thinner almost like a t-shirt material so just when you need a little bit more warmth um but not something heavy um those are great because they do the job
1: yeah, I love the thin one. In fact, I find myself wearing it quite a bit because it's And they're comfy. really soft. Yeah, and it's thin, and it's kind of like when you're—because I wear T-shirts all the time. It's kind of like when you would like some long sleeves but still want something thin. I like the movies, it's perfect for the movies. Right, or if you
0: have a cold, too cold of the air conditioning in your office,
1: that kind of thing. I know, I might need to put it on right now.
0: Oh, no. It's getting chilly. It's it's getting dark. It's getting a little
1: chilly. So those are really cool, all of the hoodies and stuff. And uh, what else that women like? Um, Well, the socks were really popular. That was kind of surprising people. Well, not really, because I know kids love socks these days.
0: Yeah, we had about 12 different 3D printed uh, socks. I don't know if they're really they're not really made with a 3 d printer, but they call it 3d printing, but it's just really vivid, cute little aliens on skateboards, alien astronauts, which is did we talk about did we ever talk no, about no, so the number, the number one? one
1: thing that crossed even oh, more yeah. than just the young kids the number one people thing people like to see in space with or without aliens is cats, cats, cat astronauts.
0: Cats with yeah. helmets on, cats with pandas floating around in space. They like that. Cats uh, wielding lightsabers and meow, with, wars, meow is wars. is the Drawstring <laughs> is, uh, bag we had. Just uh, yeah, cats, cats, cats. They and love then we the had cats. the
1: drawstring bag, and I can kind of see this because, uh, and it had a panda bear uh, astronaut with a kitty astronaut doing their those, space float. Out there. I think those were the first to sell out.
0: Yeah, those were cute.
1: <laughs> Those were pretty cool. That panda. I like the panda. Though. So you
0: can imagine I'm sitting here and I do have quite a few. I know quite a few people in that are interested in UFO that also seem to like cats. So I kind of had this idea that hmm, I'm going to give this a try and see. I kind of had this because I'm the one who bought these things. So I had a, an idea, an inkling that these might be popular. And I was right.
1: Wow. So, Even more than aliens with weed. People love cats in yeah. space. ESP there I had. Who knew? And these are going to be a big hit that you just got in. We haven't even gotten them on the website yet, but we probably will by the time that you all hear this. uh, Our space pants (laughs) with cats.
0: That's right. So I don't know if any of you saw the Saturday Night Live skit. I don't know how long it will. I think it was this season,
1: right? I think it was. I don't remember. It wasn't too long ago. But the... um, it was with Peter Dinklage, yeah, who's Peter the Dinklage, short feller from Game of a Thrones. a small
0: person, little person is what they prefer to be called. But yes. he was doing a skit. Uh, they were in a bar somewhere. He was the entertainment, and he just started singing about space pants in sort of a robotic sounding voice. And he was wearing pants that had like pictures of moon, stars, kind of space related things. And uh, then Gwen Stefani comes out with some leggings that were.
1: No, I think she had a skirt. Did she have a skirt? skirt. Oh,
0: okay. Well, what we have is basically space pants. So if you saw that uh, video, you'll appreciate. They're just some leggings that have... um, One of them has um, has like purples and greens, kind of a galaxy type picture. And then the other one is more far out and it has some planets, but then it has a gigantic close-up of a cat's face. So those were pretty pretty out there and then we saw a woman at alien con who um had some kind of crazy leggings and i guess apparently she told us that everybody had been asking her about them so i thought when well, mm. they were
1: people were pointing and there was a couple other places i've been at where people where women had the space leggings and and everybody loves them oh my gosh they are so cool so yeah
0: so now i'm gonna have space pants so space pants you can check those out on our website, which is by the way store. dot com.
1: Hmm. So, what else do women like, or and others? But I think mostly women, uh, the wellness pendants. And well, the yeah, people love the do, wellness yes. pendants. But I want to talk first about you know more alien stuff because this is uh, just kind of funny that you would purchase these things. And this is another example. You'll love this where you were right, and uh, I have question. Remember what he's gonna say. But there were alien necklaces and pendants and keychains and and earrings. But in particular, (laughs) of these designs, there were alien statues. And I thought, who's going to want these little alien statues? Little
0: two-inch high, three-inch high alien statues.
1: But they, they. But they're not just statues.
0: They play golf. They play baseball. They drink beer, and
1: play the guitar. Play the
0: guitar. Yes, these are very talented aliens so doing on you know on statues and also you can get those also hanging on a chain in a pendant form or um oh and there's some really cool ones they're earrings so
1: and women love the necklaces and the earrings and And a keychain
0: for guys too we have an alien head keychain so yeah i saw those and i was like oh yeah people will like these huh there's a helicopter
1: Uh in the backyard very interesting get out of there so that's what's that's why it's so hard for guys to buy for women. We just don't know. Yeah, you have to have a shopper's brain.
0: You have to have a shopper's brain.
1: And I, again, I'll make this point. These are all women who are not. By any means, making fun of the topic at all—they're oh, no. very serious and into the topic. So let's, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the wellness pendant. So you also kind of have this wellness line of stuff that you. Yes,
0: seen. I thought I saw those, and I thought they fit right in because um, they're stainless steel uh, pendants, um, and they're real shiny, and they're etched in in the front. They have a design etched, and it's—they're very futuristic sort of like planets, kind of like an atom.
1: They're super they're, cool. They're looking. different. One's
0: different from the other, but they're they're really shiny, really pretty, but they're also embedded with a frequency. They're different. One's actually, one is called flow, and it's for meditation, relaxation, lucid dreaming, and then the other one's called ground, and that's the one that uh, I wear all the time until I go to bed, and it's for energy and stamina and focus, and um, they, it has tourmaline in it and the flow actually also has magnets in it, so each one has this a certain frequency that is attuned to your um, body, and uh, it works with your body cell. The tourmaline actually increases oxygen to your cells, so it's a healing also. And we have those, and we also have
1: a wellness roller, which and like the main ones that you, you've had for a while, even at the last conference, are stainless steel. But you also got some new yes. gold plated yeah, ones. Yeah, there's
0: still they the older ones are stainless steel with the tourmaline and the germanium and then the new ones are 18 karat gold plated and they have a little different design on their front but they also come in ground and flow but they're really pretty they're really shiny and they keep the shine for for as long as I've had mine so
1: they keep the um, shine really they look really, look really cool. pretty
0: not only are they you know beneficial, but they also look really neat.
1: And they're 30 bucks. Like, for me, I think they're definitely worth it because they're... Yeah,
0: it's a heavy piece
1: of... Yeah, they're very substantial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The And the necklace is really cool looking. It's not like just some thin chain. Uh They're beaded and really nice. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as just a pretty piece of jewelry, for $30, they're a good price, I think.
0: Yeah, and because it's stainless steel, I wear mine all the time, even in the shower, because I hate taking time to take off my jewelry um that's why i lose all my earrings but um yeah they they don't they don't get yucky looking that it doesn't start getting black or Start looking not as shiny. So,
1: and what's a roller like? We go to these conferences and stuff, and because it's UFOs and sci-fi, people either think that this roller thing is oh yeah uh, from Doctor Who. Those familiar with Doctor Who, they think it's like the Sonic Screwdriver.
0: It looks exactly like the thing that the Men in Black held up to make people forget Mm -hmm. what they just saw, and so. When because it's a UFO conference, they run over there, they see it and they go, Oh my god, it's it's the thing from Men in Black and we're like, Actually, it does look like that, but it's it's a wellness roller and then they we like, should
1: probably say it's also a wellness <laughs> yeah. roller.
0: Or we could say, uh yeah, it's fifty bucks. No.
1: They are a little more pricey.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, they were selling. They, they're also used for anti-aging. After thirty days, people use it on their faces, and it reduces wrinkles. After thirty days, they can start seeing a difference.
1: And I keep hearing but, from people that they have them in spas. I guess. Well, in Japan,
0: they're selling uh, an item like that for like two hundred seventy-five dollars, wow. and they, um, yeah, they're using it on the face for during facials.
1: Hmm.
0: But you know, you can put it on certain tight muscles or sore muscles, and it starts to starts healing and relaxing, relaxing that muscle. And, um, yeah, some people are really sensitive, more sensitive than others to different frequencies. So some people, as soon as they start putting it on their skin, they, they notice a difference and, you know, then they have to do the other side because they say have to even it out. So, yeah. So those have been pretty popular.
1: So is there, what else do the women like? I guess that, are we missing anything?
0: Um, do, do, do well, we, everyone likes the hats. Did we talk about, the hats,
1: like which hats?
0: Well, well. In addition to those knitted beanies we also have a like a three D um, beanie, which is uh, like a nylon, s- silky so kind again, of. So again, it's not
1: really like three D. It's just a very vivid printing, right?
0: It's like it's got it's green with a black pom pom on top. So um, that's a knitted beanie. But just all our hats, we have the trucker hats. We have some glow in the dark aliens.
1: Glow in the dark, aliens. which are really cool.
0: So if you're walking down the street at night. And you're wearing black, all someone will see is like a little alien's head floating around in space. But those are really cool. And and we have some cute little embroidered a smaller size alien head on some black and khaki baseball caps. Oh
1: yeah, that's new. The so smaller aliens. Them, yeah. And all of this stuff is really well priced, like thirteen dollars, fifteen dollars, eighteen dollars. Uh, yeah. Or less ten dollars for the beanies, four dollars so, for the
0: sh- sh- socks.
1: Which is one of the reasons we have a hard time keeping a lot of this stuff in in stock because they sell like crazy, especially at the conferences. Because for some reason vendors like to like charge crazy prices when they're vending at at places. So because we have decent prices, they sell pretty quickly. Yeah,
0: our hoodies start at thirty, and Alien Con they were started at forty five. So really, yeah.
1: And people liked our aliens better, especially our alien beanies and I gotta say i personally it, it, the conference is ran by mischief management uh aliencon and and I think they're really cool. It's a bunch of kids, and they were all girls, and I don't say that I mean or young women, they were all younger women for the most part running yeah, the conference, the and part, they did a yeah. great job. they were really cool, yeah,
0: they're a real professional company, I think they're man they're do you know where their headquarters? But is? our
1: alien beanies yeah. were so much better.
0: Yeah, they were not, nice, and they were really well priced. So we yeah. like people to be able to.
1: But what else stuff? the guys like? So guys like our number one product mm-hmm. uh, right now, and we're we keep selling out. In fact, we're currently sold out. Really, however, you can pre-order them at the store. We're gonna have some new ones in in the first week of January, but maybe
0: before they might get here before they're just they just might get here before.
1: But I have a feeling we might get sold out before they even get here. We
0: might. What he's talking about is our UFO, our levitating UFO, flying saucer,
1: Lance. Bluetooth speaker lamps. In fact, like... Uh, you can see them if you go on the website. And you can see them on UFOs on Seriously Live on my YouTube show. It's in the background. And I, I have mine hooked up to uh, Siri, or no, Alexa. So, in fact, we can do this. You could say... Alexa, tell us a Christmas joke.
0: Mm-mm. You know you overdid it for the holidays. <laughs> when the Hubble telescope finds a new galaxy, but then it turns out to be your house.
1: Oh, too many lights, so people think it's a galaxy. <laughs> Alexa's jokes she, aren't that great, and if she you doesn't have really one,
0: have a style of telling, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I know her
0: timings. They a little sound up. the same no matter what.
1: But that just, that joke came out of our UFO, um, my UFO lamp here at yes. the desk, because they're Bluetooth. And I think yes. it's fun to hook it up to Siri or Alexa, because now I can just tell it what to do and play Christmas music and yeah. stuff like but that.
0: You guys got to really check it out. It's so cool. When I saw these, I had to get some. Um, it's like about a, I don't know, six inch diameter uh, flying saucer, and it hovers with uh, the use of magnets, and but you have to find the place just perfectly. And you get it to hover, and it's right there above about, I don't know, an inch and a half, two inches above. And then you can actually push it to make it spin, and it'll spin forever because there's no friction. And, uh, and You
1: heard all- the sound there, too. It wasn't like yeah. I put it right up to the microphone. The sound on these yeah. things is really good. The music is right. really good. And we we lift them. And it was our friend who sold the meteorites, actually. She told us, you know what? You need to put those higher up. And she was exactly right because if, if it's at eye level – you can see that these things are hovering, and once we've yeah, done she was
0: that, help, helping us. To, uh What do you call it? Mer- Design our merchandise. Yeah, table. <laughs> put uh, when
1: we first had them. So now we put them at eye level, and people like just get mesmerized. They're uh, like, "Oh they my can't god, out how, how is that floating.
0: floating?" And then we even take a piece of paper and put it underneath between the saucer and the uh, the base, so you can see that there's nothing. It's not
1: a trick. It's really floating. So we had an amazing opportunity at the last Phoenix MUFON, mainly because George Knapp was speaking. And then Jeremy Corbell showed up as well. So, of course, George Knapp is the man of the hour right now. So it was great. Uh, Plus, of course, these guys are friends. So we got to hang out with them at dinner and everything. But... We also did a pop-up store at Phoenix Mufon because, uh, you know, Karen talked our friend Stacy who runs in into letting us do I said, do hey, that. you know,
0: this is holiday sh- time and um, holiday shopping. And she said,
1: sure, that sounds like a good idea. So we were only open like 45 minutes maybe before <laughs> the lecture. And then during the like half hour break, and we sold like. Four of these lamps, yeah, like the just and lots of boom, beanies. Boom, 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 and they're 150 bucks, which sounds right. like a lot to some people. But go, you know, go online and try to find them. They're they're listed for 300 bucks, like at a, one right. of the so most popular stores.
0: It's a good price.
1: Yep, and so um, those are really cool. But the other thing, because we're running out of time, the lamps—they're 3D lamps. Yes, the 3D optical lamps. Tell people about that.
0: Oh, these are really neat because I I saw one and I had to have it, so I did. And then I would bring it to my vendor table and plug it in, and people just for to attract people, and everybody wanted to buy it. <laughs> so I said, okay, I need to find these. So I did, and I've got.
1: But they were hard to find, so we finally I've got a source.
0: Got a bunch, and they're here now. And what they are is they're they look like they're 3D. They're little um, about. I don't know. They're about I don't know eight five inches, inches. Yeah. but they're like a, it's a really cool looking alien, and you can it has seven different colors that you can place it on, or you can have the seven different colors rotating, you know, blinking all different colors. They have a fast mode and a slow mode, so there's all sorts of really cool things. But it's like pink, purple, See, now yellow, these- blue, green. Um these
1: but, do look 3D. Like when yeah, you're at a distance really neat. And people see them, they're like, whoa, because it looks like a whole bus, like an alien bust that is lit up by LED lights or something. And so people are like, What the yeah. hell? Yeah.
0: And in addition to the alien, we also have I've got some other designs because some people don't want an alien, but so I've got a couple different Starship Enterprise planes. I've got a TIE Fighter,
1: R2 D2, I've got R2
0: D two, Darth Vader, a Pyramid, a Yin Yang sign. What and else? there's a cool think, one. Oh, I think that this like just kind of
1: is a demonstration of the, the what it could do because this one looks really neat. Yeah, it's like a, well, there's a jet fighter one, and then there's this into, jet fighter kind of flying into this. A vortex, or yeah, a black a hole or something. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It looks really neat because it's very simple, but it's very 3D. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten some really cool videos that we have on our YouTube of these products yeah. that you guys can see, and you can see how cool all of them look. But Yeah,
0: so go to the, the U, International UFO Congress YouTube. We've got some videos of those, plus we also have a video of the lamps, The
1: speaker lamps, and some of our other, and the 3D ones are less than twenty bucks. Yeah, they're a great deal. So they're not very expensive, and they are uh, just kind of a a plate of plastic actually that's etched, um, got etches in it, and then you put it in this little lamp thing that beams the LED up through it, and that's how it works. So it's Mm -hmm. really doesn't get hot or anything like
0: that. So you don't have to worry about that, and and if you can either plug it in with a USB cord or you can put batteries in it, so it's either or. Yeah, and I just want to say that we are—we just got one product. It's not even on the website yet, but it will be very soon, as soon as I can get Alejandro to photograph it, and put it up there. But it's a—it's a mini backpack. It's a real cute little backpack with a flying saucer, fly, mini flying saucers with a little alien in it, saying "too cool for this planet," and it's got a little pocket a zipper pocket in the front and then the main zipper pocket but it's one of these mini backpacks which the kids are wearing um you know it's probably half the size if a third of the size of an average backpack mm-hmm. um but you know other than they're that cool. it's got the straps like a backpack in it but they're they're very popular and trendy right now so if, if you have any young people you need to buy christmas presents for these are really cool i
1: they're, love the logo and the saying on there too
0: yeah and they're like a dark blue with the Light blue alien spaceship and green alien guy. It's
1: a little cool looking alien. They're and what cool. does it say, honey? Did you already It says,
0: too, yeah, too cool for this planet. And he's waving,
1: which is hilarious. But it
0: might look like a kind of like a Luke of Peacetime because he only has a thumb and two fingers. <laughs> but uh, so it looks like he's very friendly. And He's got some like aviator uh goggles on there. It looks like,
1: yeah, those are cool goggles, man. But we those need to will be sell up those soon,
0: I'm sure. With our space pants, our space pants aren't up yet because we just got them.
1: Our space pants space are down. Uh oh.
0: So, um, yeah.
1: so there we go. And of course, we've got all we of our cool t shirts with our cool logos. Uh, but yes. Uh, really cool stuff. So this show is a little weird. I know a little different because we were talking about actual products, but hopefully you found our stories interesting and, you know, tr- us sharing with you, uh, I think, and if you're younger, you can understand this, what younger people like, because that seems to be the big mystery. What's funny with old people is we're crotchety and we don't listen and we don't like change. Well, not necessarily me but a lot of others and so the old people are like well i don't want to do that they need to come watch the lectures that no you know if this is how young people interact with this topic then let's provide it for them let's you know give them a reason to get excited about all this and and be part of the community so that's what we're doing and hopefully it, we will be attracting more younger people and we're just having fun doing it you know but uh What's that?
0: Oh, I just wanted to say um I thought of another product that we have. We have mouse pads, Ooh. which is something that not everyone had. So that was
1: The mouse pads are like popular. 5 bucks too. I use mine. We use them at all our computers and they're the perfect size. They seem small. Like I had this kid come up and say, "These are small." And I said, "No, kid. Seriously, I use it every day. It's the right size." Yeah. And I think he ended up buying one um and uh, but uh yeah, they're super cool.
0: Yeah, but I also just want to remind people, because we were talking about how young people do things, they want to do everything online, that we have a video portal so mm. you, that you can go and hear um, all the lectures that we've had at our conferences from 2011 to 2018. So over like 200 con- uh, lectures, I think, on there, and uh, well, quite a bit. I know it's over hundred It's over
1: 100.
0: Because <laughs> uh, it's been eight, nine years, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, eight years. Eight years of conferences, all the lectures on there, it's on our video portal, and you can go on there and uh check those and out. And
1: YouTube. So we've got really cool stuff on a new UFO Congress YouTube, and we're putting lectures up there.
0: Yes, we're releasing those Um right now. I think there's there's a David Childress lecture on there, and there's some UFO Jeopardy, which was played at the conference, led by yours truly, Alejandro Rojas. So those are fun if you want to test your UFO. I know
1: we got a Lee Spiegel one. We got probably one of the most wildest, but also the most popular talks that we ever had had at the Congress, which oh, is yes. Kiwani Lapsaritis, who's a really nice guy, but he, you know, he talks about all this kind of cryptozoological Bigfoot. stuff. Well, I think yes. he even talks about fairies and unicorns. I don't
0: know, and but he talks about communicating with them. And yeah, he's mostly so a big guy. So check that out client. on our International UFO Congress YouTube channel and check out go out like i said we have jeopardy on there so you can test your ufo knowledge with your friends if you're not don't have anything else to do and, and we have some short videos around.
1: showing all of these products and stuff or, or the majority of them so check out the store and uh so, yeah, so that's all the stuff you got to check out. Otherwise, of course, we've got UFOs uh, seriously live at OpenMinds.tv and uh, some more UFO news and stuff like that there. But we've got more videos that we'll be putting out, of course, this year, because we've been doing so much merchandising. We've been super busy with the store and beefing it and up. traveling. And traveling yeah. and going to these places to sell stuff uh, or for me to lecture mm-hmm. or for you to lecture also. In Montana. So uh, we're just getting out all over the place. But check out our social media because we're adding more and more stuff, and we like to take you along with us. So we are doing videos, live streams to show you what we're up to. um, So you can see some of these cool locations and some of our cool friends who are also doing lectures or that we're hanging out with at some of these places or getting the opportunity. To uh, spend some time with, because of course uh, you don't all all of these people that I, I I talk to over the radio here I don't always get to see in person. In fact, in Montana when uh, I saw Lee Spiegel, who you all get to meet, you know, here on the show at least a few times a year, he had mentioned and I didn't even realize this. It had been two years. Mm-hmm. It feels like because we talk so often that uh, you know I see him all the time, but it had been two years since I saw him.
0: Yes, but you do talk quite often.
1: Yes, with Lee. Lee
0: would like to talk even more if, <laughs> if he had his way. But, yeah, don't forget our store. The is f. I'm sorry, store.ufocongress.com, or you can always go to ufocongress.com and get to our store through clicking
1: on the store button. And in the next month or so, probably, hopefully the next month, uh, especially after the holidays, we'll get right on this week, Plan to get some information up about registering for the UFO Congress. Yes. And And some of our speakers. Some of our speakers. And we've got a really awesome group of speakers. The only, I'll tell you one speaker right now because I've, i think i've already told them but uh jeremy corbell will be there and he's a big deal of course because of this hunt for the skinwalker movie this bob lazar movie oh, so he'll be to there to show that. his movies and some of his newer stuff what's that oh
0: i said we didn't even get to talk about that so
1: oh did you what was there oh, just this
0: move on and talking and seeing them and i don't know we might have to have another show
1: oh really Well, next week, speaking of other shows, oh, man, I have some really cool stuff. So I'm going to have next week, I'm going to have David O'Leary, who's actually one of the writers uh, of Project Blue Book, this new TV series coming up. So that's going to be a ton of fun. And then the following week, I'm going to have Paul Hynek. So I've told you all about him already. He's the son of Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who is the astronomer uh, who helped. Project Blue Book and the Air Force investigate UFOs and um, I met him at Alien Con. and he's of course Dr. J. Allen Hynek is the main character in Project Blue Book so that's going to be a major thrill for me so we have lots of really cool shows coming up lots of good stuff. Do you want to say anything else, honey? Oh, I was just listening. You were so enthralling. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. It's rare that I can enthrall my honey bunny, I feel like. Usually it's like, leave me alone. I'm on the internet. <laughs> but we have to go. My honey probably wants to watch some Housewives or something. Or eat. Or eat. Yes, it's getting time for dinner, so we will say our goodbyes. I want to thank Martin Willis for joining us for the beginning of the show with UFO News. And, of course, you can check him out at Podcast UFO. I want to thank Caleb Hanks for the opening and closed music. Systematics for the bumper music. And, of course, you all, the listeners, for joining us once again. I hope you enjoyed the show. Go check out the store. Really cool stuff there. Thanks for com- joining us. Until next time. Adios, muchachos.